This is Contra Radio Network, internet radio for the discerning prepper and patriot. Hey folks, guess what the number one phrase that Life Change Tea receives by email? You ready? We love this tea. We love this tea. Time after time, week after week, we love this tea. Life Change Tea gives you more energy, a beautiful cleansing, and fulfills its slogan perfectly. The tea that makes you go. So if you want to be on your health game, log on to getthetea.com and order Life Change Super Strength Tea. Packages come in a one-month supply, and when you brew this stuff, wait until you see the results. Aren't we all about the results? And with a lot of people's health struggling, we can use a little bit of help. Doctors will tell you, disease starts in the gut. So log on to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Be our next email saying, I love this tea. I mean, I love this tea. Get the tea at getthetea.com. Helping America one tea bag at a time. Life is unpredictable, but you can count on Valley Food Storage to help you and your family prepare. With clean, natural, great tasting, and long-lasting food storage, with our natural and nutritious freeze-dried food, you'll be storing the food you love to eat. Log on to ContraRadioNetwork.com and click on the Valley Food Storage banner. Welcome to the Jeffers Brief, only on Contra Radio Network. Welcome. Welcome. Another episode of the Jeffers Brief. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, before we get started, um, I know some of us, it's been a, a what, two weeks since the State of the Union, and I just want to make a couple points about it. We'll get to it a little bit later in one of the other uh, following segments. But one thing I wanted to, I noticed, and that is this. If anything, that the president has been able to do for the Republican Party as a whole. And that's to show them how to fight again. Not just roll over. You know, one of the things that the Democrats really, really wanted the Senate Republicans to do during the impeachment. They wanted them just to roll over and softly give in. Didn't want them to fight. Unfortunately for them, I think the Republicans have finally found their cojones. Not that if, you know, there's a handful that did beforehand. But over the course of the last three years, the president has shown the Democratic Party how to fight back. How to put out a a good message. Now, granted, both political parties suck at getting their message out. However, with you have a compliant mainstream media, that kind of makes getting your message out a little easier. Republicans don't have a compliant media. Instead, they have what we would consider the alternative media. Yes, I consider myself part of the alternative media. 
you got to get your message out. And I think the president has shown that he's been able to do that. And another thing that I've, that I've noticed, and it came to me last night. During the previous administration with President Obama, I think we all noticed at one time or another the guy's on TV all the time. Turn on the news, he's on there. Turn on, you know, what, turn, turn, turn around. Turn on the TV, turn on the radio. He was on there. Good or bad, he was on there. And I think we can see President Trump taking a page out of the playbook. Look, I like watching the president's rallies. I do. Makes me giggle. I like it. Do I watch all of them? No. Do I watch most of them? Yeah. But what struck me, and I think you've probably seen it too, and that is this. No matter how hard the Democrats try, they can't get anybody to show up at any of their rallies. I mean, Grant, they get, you know, they have their true believers and everybody has their true believers. However, they don't, the numbers don't add up. Now, as a matter of fact, I understand from Gateway Pundit that in New Hampshire the other night, that the overflow had its own overflow. That's how many people showed up. That's not to say that the Democrats have not taken notice. Their message is not resonating. You cannot get elected on the, well, I'm going to fight Donald Trump. That's not a plan. It's nothing. It's empty rhetoric. You can't win on that. And I'm not, and I hope they keep doing it. Because I don't like liberal policies. I find them destructive, self-serving, and not good for anybody. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later on. So, um, the coronavirus is still rampaging. I, for one, don't believe for a minute the Chinese government has given us the real numbers. And if you've been on mumblet.com, following me there, or on the CRN Facebook page, I posted many stories. And, you know, you decide. You decide the value you give them, not me. And I'm telling you, they're not giving you the real numbers. The real numbers are astronomically higher. And I talked about on the last episode of the Jeffers Brief. They are burning bodies incredibly quick. And of course, you know, you look at, you know, if they ever get a look at the death certificates, they're not going to say coronavirus. They're going to say influenza. They died of something other than that. So, uh, the reason I bring that up, somebody said, you know, oh, you're just parroting the official Chinese line. No, I'm not. And I haven't been since the first week that I started talking about this because it had just broken and no one was taking it seriously. Now they are. Hey, uh, before and before we really get rolling, here at uh, the Contra Radio Network, we're looking for more podcasters. So if you think about you want to do a show, here on Contra Radio Network, get a hold of me. John Jeffers at ContraRadioNetwork.com. That's the email address. John Jeffers 
at ContraRadioNetwork.com. Hope to hear for you. Uh, Canadian listeners, it's coming. It's coming. I just, we just got to get them set up right so you're not alone. In Australia, perhaps we have a podcaster there. And what I expect from, especially these podcasters coming from different parts of the globe, I would hope that they'll do stories that are pertinent to your specific geographic location. For example, if you're in Canada, a show for Canadians. Australia, a show for Australians. That's what I'm talking about. And you don't have to be an expert to be a show host. It's not difficult. Look at me. I've been doing this for five years, and I just jumped in and said, I want to do this. What do I need to do it? I had no one to help me. But you can get hold of me, and I will tell you what it is you need to grab. It's real easy. It's not that expensive. Uh, here on the Contrary Network, we're now going to be on 15 different platforms. 15. Yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right. Now that I've, you know, ranted and raved a little bit. Um, one of the things, especially for your preppers out there, uh, I want to talk to you about um, antibiotics. You know, we talk about how difficult they are to get. Your doctor's not going to, you know, give you anything. That kind of, you know, they're not going to help you stock up, whatever. I have solutions for you. I do. I have solutions for you. Let's face it, if you're a prepper and you don't have uh, any type of medicinal or medical supplies in your supply catch, I think you're making a really grievous error in your planning. And because of that, I want to encourage you to get to that point. So with that in mind, my friends, let's do this. Um, we come back for our second segment I want to talk to you about an antibiotic called doxycycline and why you don't want to bug out without it you got you're gonna need it it's a nice uh, I want to say almost a broad spectrum antibiotic and it's relatively cheap it you can store it for about a year or so then you got a real you know antibiotics do go bad if you take an antibiotic that has been expired there's a good choice you might poison yourself with it. We don't want that to happen. That defeats the whole purpose of prepping. Would you agree? So when we get back um, to our second segment, we'll get started on that for you preppers out there. I know you're listening for it. And I want to make sure you get it. So uh, let's get back to it. And right after this, we'll start our second segment and we'll get jump right in on that. All right. Proper has made tactical gear with a purpose for over 50 years since their first U.S. Navy contract in 1967. Today, Proper designs and manufactures professional-level tactical apparel and gear for military, law enforcement, and public safety professionals and civilians, whether in the service, on the job, or off for the weekend. Log on to ContraRadioNetwork.com and click on the Proper banner now. 
This is the Contra Radio Network, CRN for all the right reasons. Black Metal Firearms are a couple guys I know personally and friends of mine that put together some great accessories for all your firearms needs. Everything that I've seen them do is just top notch and very nice looking. BlackMetalFirearms.com. Check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. Go to Facebook, Black Metal Firearms. They got a great page there too. Learn more about the workmanship and the craftsmanship they put into every accessory and every build they do. segment two let's get right into it uh doxycycline antibiotic my friends if you're a prepper you really should have this in your supply catch also you probably should have it in your bug out bag just saying now look i'm not a doctor and i don't play one on tv either i'm not even a healthcare professional so take whatever I say for what it's worth. If it's worth nothing to you, lost nothing. All right, so bear that in mind. Not a doctor. Don't play one. Don't pretend to be one. So um, where do we start? You know, where, where did I find this? Ah, Prep School Daily. Ah, yes, very nice. I'll probably end up bookmarking this because I like a lot of the stuff they have there. So I understand that for many doctors, doxycycline doesn't make their list of most favored uh, antibiotics. But I would never be without it when things really fall apart. There are just some conditions that doxycycline alone can treat, some of which there are no known alternatives in a conventional or herbal medicine. So doxycycline is a broad spectrum member of the tetracycline family. It also goes by the trade names of uh, vibromycin and vibratabs and is sold as fish doxy or bird biotic. Doxycycline is not for use in children under the age of eight years except in cases of Rocky Mountain spotted fever, typhus, and anthrax. Doxycycline can cause extreme sun sensitivity, so avoid sun exposure between the hours of 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. Wear hats, sunglasses, long sleeves, and pants when outdoors. Uh, finally, doxycycline inhibits the efficacy of oral birth control and other methods must be used when taking this antibiotic. If you choose to engage in sex during the grid down situation, that's your business. 
bear in mind, well, the ramifications, the possible ramifications thereof. Well, some of the common substances that inhibit doxycycline include calcium as found in milk, calcium supplements, Tums, magnesium, iron, and zinc as found in vitamins and supplements, and warfarin. Doxycycline is a common, inexpensive antibiotic. So if your personal physician is reluctant to help you build a stockpile, and you have a few, and you have a few options to acquire doxycycline on your own, Ranch and feed stores often carry fish antibiotics. Online at fishmoxfishflex.com or craftdrug.com. That's craft with a K. Um, I don't have any experience with either of these companies. I'm just putting it out there. Overseas and across the border pharmacies, uh, some people have used something called All Day Chemist. For a long time, I have to look them up. I haven't checked them out, but one one way you could probably get it, and I have done this. Um, I have a few friends that head down to the southern border, and they just walk across the border, uh, and they go to the local pharmacy there, and it's right there on the shelf. Doink 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 doink. And of course, I give them money prior to that, so that way they can, uh, you know, I can pay for it and they bring it back for me. Now, you could probably do that everywhere but here in the United States. Give me a moment here while I readjust everything. Ah, there we go. Now, in fact, I got a friend heading down that way probably in the next few weeks, and I will give him some extra box to stop there and pick up any other prescription meds that you your doc doctors up here are so afraid of being sued they won't do it they just won't i get it you can thank your local trial loyal trial lawyer for that for that so anyways dr cynthia Kolka recommends storing at least 100 milligram tablets for a family of four for one year i'll say it again at least 100, 100 milligram tablets for a family of four for one year. Government studies demonstrate that most medicines are effective for several years past the date stamped on the bottle. Their test of oxycycline showed it was, an effective, it was effective an average of 50 months past the stamped date. 50 months. Do your math. About four and a half years. Little, just beyond four and a half years. Uh, I'm sorry, just a little bit, a little after four years. The following are typical dosages and treatment courses for some the end of the world as we know it type illnesses. These are not prescriptions. They're only a means of helping you calculate how much doxycycline you may wish to have on hand for your family and so that a physician can treat your loved ones as best as possible. All are adult dosages. Children should not be giving doxycycline except in extreme situations, which we talked about just a tad earlier. Uh, if uh, you get uh, teleremia, 100 milligrams every 12 hours for 10 to 14 days, unfortunately, there's a good chance for relapse. Uh, mnemonic plague. Uh, prophylactic treatment post-exposure, that means for those who have been exposed to mnemonic plague but are not sick. 
100 milligrams two times per day for the first day, then 100 milligrams per day for seven days. For sick individuals with pneumonic plague, 100 milligrams two times per day for the first day, and then 100 milligrams per day for 10 days. Tick bites. If you have the resources, every patient presenting with a tick bite in a high-risk area may be given a 200 milligram single dose. So if I had an immediate family member with a tick that had possibly been attached for more than 12 hours, and assuming I still had an adequate supply, wouldn't hesitate to use the doxycycline in this manner. Others can use their own supplies or hope for the best. I wouldn't use my supplies prophylactically on someone outside my family. Or, right, or outside the group. Something to think about. For bacterial tick-borne diseases, physicians typically prescribe 100 milligrams two times per day for 10 to 14 days. Typhus. The dosage recommended for adults is 100 milligrams two times per day, usually seven to 10 days, until at least three days after the fever subsides. Now for children under 100 pounds, the dosage is 2.2 milligrams twice per day. Without doxycycline, most patients will die. In fact, here, let me, let me rephrase that. Dosage is 2.2 milligrams per kilogram twice per day. So for every kilogram your kid weighs, add 2.2 milligrams, okay? The math is easy on this. It's not hard, guys. For what it's worth, in wartime outbreaks, many of the typhus fatalities were actually among those nursing the ill and the wounded. Dog and cat bites, 50 to 100 milligrams, two times per day for three to five days, but not for children under the age of nine or pregnant or nursing women. Cholera, a single 300 milligram dose. Now, doxycycline is a second-line antibiotic for treating pneumonia and infected burns. Doxycycline is also indicated for some food-borne infections, such as E. coli, uh, Shigella, and Enterobacter infections, sexually transmitted diseases such as chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, and pelvic inflammatory disease, some, ur some urinary tract infections, chronic prostatus and epidermitis, upper respiratory infections caused by strep, MRSA infections, and some parasitic worm infections. Per Dr. Joseph Alton, it kills bacteria in the worms that the worms need to survive. So the contraindications are this, not for use in pregnancy, not for use in children except in case of typhus, post-exposure anthrax, and Rocky Mountain spotted fever, or when there are no other alternatives available in a life-threatening situation. There you have it. And that's why you should not, should not, not have it. In other words, make sure you have it in your, in your, uh, su your supply catch. It's very important. There are other antibiotics you can also get. Um, I will be, uh, making, like I said, my buddy's making a trip down to Mexico. He's going to pick some stuff, bring it back to me. I don't know how it works in Canada. Perhaps you, it might work the same way. I don't know. That's why we need a Canadian podcaster to answer these questions. I know 
There are many people that live along the U.S. you know Canadian border. Maybe they would have the answers. I don't. That's right. I don't have the answers. I don't pretend to have the answers. I don't have all the answers. I have some answers. So, but anyways, that's what we're doing. That's what you need to do with it. What are we coming up on? Oh, almost ready. Uh, when we come back, let's talk about, and I've talked about this before, and I want to touch on it again. When you're building a community with your prepper group, we're going to give you warning signs of people to avoid. It's by Timothy Gamble. I like Tim. And I thought this was worthy, and we should talk about it. All right, then. When we come back for our third segment, we will be talking about that. All right. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. At Stag Arms, there is no weak side. Our rifles are 100% American made, including each and every part assembled. We aim to provide recreational shooters, law enforcement officers, hunters, and professional shooters with super quality and competitively priced rifles. Every rifle shipped is built to order. Check out Stag Arms now. Log on to ContraRadioNetwork.com and click on the Stag Arms banner. This is Contra Radio Network, internet radio for the discerning prepper and patriot. Are you tired of being tired? Well, then it's time to get the tea. Hey, it's Lisa here to tell you about this all-natural, all-organic tea I've been drinking that has had great results for over 20 years. It's called Life Change Tea, and it's specially formulated to help detoxify and cleanse your kidneys, liver, colon, and blood all at once. The colon is one of the most ignored organs in the human body. The faster that waste is eliminated from the body, the less time that waste sits in our intestines, spreading toxins to our bloodstream. This tea helps cleanse chemicals caused by outside intruders from our entire digestive system and get this, weight loss can be a side effect. And with continued use of the tea, you can experience clear, healthier, younger looking skin, increased energy and a happier outlook on life. So if you're tired of being tired, get the Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com. That's GetTheTea.com and like me, you'll be glad you did. Third segment. I'm John Jeffers here on the Jeffers Brief. 
Uh, before we broke for the uh, uh, segment, let's talk about the warning signs of people to avoid. Preppers and patriots, listen carefully. Uh, fair amount of talk within the prepper uh, community about building community. Much of the talk revolves around how to find folks to build community with or what skills you need to look for. So you need to know who to exclude from your community and why. Almost nothing will doom a group faster than a toxic or disruptive individual. So avoid the following, the following problem, children, even if they are your wife's cousin. Number one addictions of any kind whether it's drugs alcohol gambling tv etc are a major warning sign these people are not in control of their lives their addiction is in control they will create chaos and ultimately be a danger to other group members avoid anyone with any form of addiction you can pray for them as you should offer to help them find assistance overcoming their addiction but do not make them a part of your group until they have successfully and completely overcome their addiction. Number two, mental illness. I'm not referring to people who are a little unusual or that march to a different drummer type of person. Rather, I'm referring to those individuals who have actual long-term mental health issues. Avoid them. Remember, at some point during the crisis, their meds will run out. Besides, the stress and the chaos of a crisis will likely make their illness even more serious. This might seem heartless, but including them in your group will put everyone else in the group at risk. You can help people without making them part of your group. Again, pray for them, as you should. Help them find assistance and treatment for their illness before a crisis hits. But don't bring them into the group until their mental health issue is brought under control without the need for drugs. My friends, there are some mental health issues that cannot be cured by using drugs. Just It just isn't out there. And then you say, well, what about my 8-year-old son who has epilepsy? What about my 77-year-old mother who has Alzheimer's? Look, I'm not telling you to abandon close family members who need help. You will need to make special accommodations to your plans for them, but don't abandon them. This advice is about bringing in strangers and other outsiders into your group. Your first responsibility is to your household, family, and true friends. Not strangers or even distant relations. Think about it. Number three, bizarre or unusual request early on. If you are just getting to know someone and they suddenly hit you with a bizarre, very unusual request, tread carefully. These people don't understand boundaries and probably have additional underlying problems. For examples of bizarre requests might be to borrow a significant sum of money or to keep a major secret they inexplicably told you about or to quickly make a serious commitment or to do something illegal or unethical. Those are the type of requests you might make a lifelong best friend. Not as someone you have only recently met. Beware of that and they are out there. Number four, dishonesty. 
It's one thing and probably a good thing to be guarded with personal information and concerned with maintaining privacy. We, sh we should all be that way. However, it is something else entirely to outright lie. Don't expect someone to completely open up to you and tell you everything about their life, especially early on. But you should expect them to be honest in what they do tell you. Number five, chaos in their personal life. A lack of stability in their life may, may be a major warning sign. If they bounce in and out of work often or spend large stretches of time unemployed, it is probably a bad sign. Same goes for other areas of their lives, friendships, relationships, living arrangements, and so on. Do they bounce in and out of relationships often? Does their life seem full of drama where things seem to constantly go wrong and they always seem to have problems of one sort or another? A chaotic life now will certainly carry over to a chaotic life after the shit hits the fan. Of course, context matters, so use common sense. Anyone can be laid off from work or go through a rough patch in their relationships. However, constant chaos is not normal. Look for trends within their life, not one-time events. You know, when we said constant chaos is not normal, go. You know, my wife watches Bravo Network, uh, the, the you know the Real Housewives of wherever they're from, and there is always constant chaos and drama constantly granted it's fake it's not reality tv it's fake but if you watch it you get an idea of what we're talking about here in terms of chaos in their personal life all right just an just an example number six don't share your values and worldview if they don't share your same worldview values and religious and political beliefs, then they won't be a good fit for your group or community. Minor differences of opinion are okay, and we all, look, nobody marches in lockstep, we're not robots. But major differences on important topics will hinder group dynamics. In fact, a major crisis or critical event will only exacerbate these differences. Yes, you follow me, you with me on this? Now, a group, you know, when you say, well, let's talk, well, what, is, what exactly are you talking about prepper community? Well, here, let, let me, let, let's talk about that a little bit. A group-based group methodology for planning and operating a survival tree. What will you do if the supply chain goes down? What is your plan if the infrastructure fails? How will you survive the delicate fabric of civilized society begins to tear apart? By the way, electricity, I've always said this, Electricity is the thin veneer which holds society together. Think about it. So, stockpiling food, water, and supplies is only a small piece of the puzzle. From the most basic survival needs to the state of mind needed to make surviving seem worthwhile. You can't do it alone. You can try. And we've talked about this. When it comes to living after the fall of society... Mason jars full of potato flakes just aren't going to cut it. It just isn't. Life is a community effort. And living after a societal collapse is no exception. In a scenario where the lights never come back on, like-minded folks will need to band together and establish their own autonomous and independent survivalist colonies. 
Planning a post-critical event community is no small task. Now the survival of your group depends on careful consideration and preparation for every foreseeable concern, including food security, sanitation, and everything in between. No, you will never be prepared enough. We're human beings. We will forget things. We will overlook things. We won't even think of things. Just the way it works with people. So when I'm talking about this, and we're talking about the people to avoid, this is why. Now, for myself, I would never... Look, I've got friends who are Democrats. They vote Democrats. They're liberals. I would never, ever, 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 ever have them as part of my group. Would never do it. Because their values will conflict with mine. And that's why. But that's me. So you have to decide for yourself what it is that you really think on your evaluations of other people. Now, it doesn't hurt to maybe have a group of three that you really trust in your group and you three sit down and you make your own individual evaluations about a particular person, whether to let them in or whatnot. That would be the best way to do it. That way you're getting a fresh set of eyes on the similar situation. It doesn't hurt. You follow, you know what I mean? Okay. Okay, oh, something we come back. Uh, well, we'll talk about this. The World Health Organization is now concerned about coronavirus infections not associated with travel to China. Yeah, we're going to talk about that when we come back. I think you'll find it interesting. And again, it doesn't hurt to be a little prepared. Okay, we'll be back right after this for third, uh, was it third segment, fourth segment? our fourth and final segment. All right, hang in there. Life is unpredictable, but you can count on Valley Food Storage to help you and your family prepare. With clean, natural, great tasting, and long-lasting food storage, with our natural and nutritious freeze-dried food, you'll be storing the food you love to eat. Log on to ContraRadioNetwork.com and click on the Valley Food Storage banner. Proper has made tactical gear with a purpose for over 50 years since their first U.S. Navy contract in 1967. Today, Proper designs and manufactures professional-level tactical apparel and gear for military, law enforcement, and public safety professionals and civilians, whether in the service, on the job, or off for the weekend. Log on to ContraRadioNetwork.com and click on the Proper banner now.
welcome back to our fourth segment. This just came across while well, uh, in between segments. I wanted to share it with you. It's coming from the Daily Mail out of the UK. They don't seem to be afraid to publish what's going on as opposed to here in the United States where they're trying to tamp it down and make you feel like it's safe and okay. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm saying be prepared. That's the point of being a prepper. Yes or no? Yes. But Professor Gabriel Long in Hong Kong has put this out. And this is kind of uh, what we're talking We're going to talk here. He's saying, oh, jeez. He's the public, he's the chair of public health medicine in the city of Hong Kong. And he's warning it could kill 45 million people and infect more than 60% of the global population if, if, containment methods fail. With the global population currently at more than 7 billion people, 7.5 billion, that means that more than 4 billion could be infected if Professor Lung is correct. And if 1% of those people die, that means it'll be more than 45 million deaths. Now, so far there's been 43,000 cases reported and more than 1,000 deaths due to the virus. 99% of those are within China. Now, Professor Lang told the Guardian newspaper during a visit to London that the priority now is to establish the size and shape of the epidemic iceberg. Most experts believe that each infected person has gone on to tr transmit the virus to around two and a half people, giving an attack rate of 60 to 80 percent. The death rate, however, is thought to be much lower. Professor Long expected to be around 1 percent uh, once milder cases that have not been diagnosed are taken into account. So we're not, you know, again, if you don't know what people are dying of, how can you get the right numbers? So is 60 to 80 percent of the world's population going to get infected he was asked and he says maybe not maybe this virus will come in waves maybe the virus is going to attenuate its lethality is going to attenuate its lethality because it certainly doesn't help it if it kills everybody in its path because it will get killed as well so after the establishment of the epidemic scale he said they would need to establish whether containment methods being used are effective at stopping the spread of the virus. Now, governments worldwide are currently focusing on containment to prevent the spread of the virus. But if it fails, this response will switch to mitigation. So you'll switch from containment to mitigation. That is, it's broke containment. What can we do to try to slow it down? Now, China locked down cities infected by the coronavirus, including Wuhan, at the epicenter. And it's a, it's a desperate effort to stop the disease spreading. And this is, you know, we talked about before. Allegations that China has not accurately reported the spread of the coronavirus and the number of people killed by it, making the virus's infection iceberg harder to figure out. Now, Wuhan medic Jesse Liu that's not his real name, warned that there are likely 
many more infections than reported due to limited test kits and the fact that people are dying before they are diagnosed. So, when the preliminary tests determine that a patient has lung sickness, the nucleic acid test, which detects the virus, cannot always be carried out because the waiting list is too long. Thereby, the patient is therefore not diagnosed. Medics are instead dealing with the crisis by sending people home with medicine and advising them to self-isolate. Now, some media reports have challenged that China's body-burning facilities in Wuhan are working flat out on overtime, suggesting that the death toll from the virus may be significantly higher than the country has reported. I have seen those stories and I have posted said stories. So, what is the WHO? The WHO, the, WHO, the World Health Organization, talking about when they're talking, when they say, you know what? They may, you know, the infections are not going to be associated with travel to China. In my opinion, if 5 million people left Wuhan before the lockdown, they've already lost containment. And we're trying to, trying, the world's maybe trying to regain containment if possible. But here, listen to them yourself. In recent days, we have seen some concerning instances of onward transmission from people with no travel history to China, like the cases reported in France yesterday and the United Kingdom today. The detection of this small number of cases could be the spark that becomes a bigger fire. But for now, it's only a spark. Our objective remains containment. We call on all countries to use the window of opportunity we have to prevent a bigger fire. How concerned are you that conferences may be a place where super spreaders could emerge from? So we're not dealing here with the super spreading event, uh, people comparing it to the Amoy Gardens or to to the Metropole Hotel or any of that. But certainly it is always a concern when people come together and then move apart and we have to have uh, risk management procedures uh, associated with that. But you can't shut down the world either. Uh, normal activity must go on. So what we need to see is reasonable well-managed uh, meetings and gatherings in which the risks are managed appropriately. There you go. That was the Secretary General of the World Health Organization, Dr. Mark Ryan. Uh, he's head of the emergency uh, department for the World Health Organization. All right, my friends, all kinds of fun stuff. All right, hold on. Be right back. I gotta check on some stuff. All right. Sorry, had that break there. I had to figure out what I wanted to do. Okay. Um, from Urban Survival Site, you know, a lot of us say, "Well, I've got a remote bug out location." Let's take a moment here and just talk about the dangers of a remote bug out location. Um, urban areas seem to be a target for civil unrest. If you are a, have a proper mindset, you've probably already considered a place to bug out that remote, rural, and isolated. So before we talk about the dangers of a place, let's talk about the benefits of which there are many. Especially if you're on land. You can cultivate crops, raise livestock, plant and harvest fruit trees. You have trees for firewood. You can do all these things homesteaders did when America was young. 
So these kinds of things are very appealing, but be careful when you're on your way out there as there are also many dangers. Um, one of the first things that we want to talk about is that the mass exodus of people from the cities to the countryside. The problem they encountered was, was gangs and criminals that will follow you to your remote location. If you're so far away that no one can find you, you're too far away for anyone to help you if you're attacked. It's just thinking about it. So here's a few basic steps for other precautions. Have or develop a community or group at your bug out locations so you can support and protect each other. Um, you know, mutual aid group, mutual assistance group. Getting to a remote location can be difficult, so have a backup plan, roadblocks, traffic jams, highway blockages caused by natural disasters, and other things can prevent you from reaching a remote destination. A remote location can distance you from your family and friends who are the most trusted people you know, unless of course they were, of course, if you're trying to escape them because they want to come to you because they know you've been prepping and you have supplies that they don't. So think about that. Local stores in remote areas often carry smaller and or limited inventories. So as other people travel through your areas, stock up on, at these stores. The shelves may be left or bare for you. So stock up when? Now, when times are good. Stocking up is critical. You should stock all you can. But it's just as important to have the knowledge of what to do with what you stored. You can have all the medical equipment supplies in the world, but they're worthless to you if you don't have a good working knowledge of, say, first aid or how to use that equipment. Um, having a dog is a good idea as an early warning system and some degree of protection. I agree. Understand, learn, and adapt a homesteading lifestyle and mindset. Even with a community of friends around you, you're still going to be on your own. Remote locations can prevent some challenges from local wildlife. Be prepared to protect yourself from that threat as well. The most important thing in your, in your community, what is, what is it? You got to get to know your neighbors, understand the specialized skills you can share with one another. They'll also be able to watch your property when you're not there and you should be able to do the same for them. So just some ideas just to put it out there. All right. So I want, uh, you know what? I, I want to be, I got, I got an idea here. You know, before we go, I just wanted to uh, share this with you. Of course, we have a lot of listeners here in the United States, but I also want to acknowledge some of our listeners from around the world, our listeners in Canada, France, the United Kingdom, Australia, Greece, Ireland, the Netherlands, and a host of others. You know, in Australia, believe it or not, my friends, uh, we're, we may get a podcaster from there. I want to thank uh, our listeners in Vic Victoria, Australia, and in New South Wales. In Canada, our listeners in the Yukon and Ontario and in New Brunswick. And of course here in the United States, you know, every every month we get these statistics that come in and is, you know, it shows different states. It looks like Texas for you know this part of the uh, for February 11th has the most downloads, followed by Colorado. We used to never get any listeners in Colorado. Now we are. 
Florida, Oregon, Idaho. My friends in Idaho, fight, resist socialism. You know what I'm talking about. And of course, California. The last couple months, California, we've had a lot of downloads. North Carolina. Of course, in my state, the People's Democratic Republic of Illinois. New York State. Virginia. Got a lot of listeners in Virginia. Welcome. Washington State. Fight them. Ohio. Georgia. Nebraska. Again, Nebraska. One state we never used to get listeners. Now they're listening. Pennsylvania, same thing. Never had listeners, now they're listening. Utah, Nevada, Arkansas, Iowa, Indiana, New Jersey, South Carolina, Tennessee. Right there. That is in descending order, just to let you know. Anyways, I'm John Jeffers. I want to say thanks again for listening to the Jeffers Brief. And don't forget to listen to us on Live365.com if, if by any chance... You end up uh, being ticked off at Facebook. I urge you to try mumblet.com. I find it to be much more versatile than Facebook. Much more versatile. And it's free. Doesn't cost you nothing. All right. I'm John Jefferson. Thanks again for listening. Preppers, patriots, be safe, be vigilant. I'm John Jeffers. Until next week. Thanks for listening. Music.